All right. You guys ready? Yeah. We got one, Jelly. All right, cool. Now, if you have your Bible, open up to Luke 19, verse 29. Luke 19, verse 29. Now, before we get into our lesson, we're going to go and talk about praise and worship. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about praise and worship in the dance. But today, we're going to pre- talk about praise and worship with your mouth. Yes, ooh, with your mouth. But before that, who knows what today is? It is four. It is like it's four twenty. She didn't even hesitate. And I have, I have two cheesy things that I want to. They're really jokes, but they're really cheesy. So to make me feel really good about myself and to get me prepared for the message, I want you guys to act like I'm the funniest guy ever. So I'll, there we go. That's what I want. That's what I like. Thank you, Jelly. I like that. So the first one has to pertain to 420, which is National Smoke Weed Day. I just want you to know that I'm praying. I prayed for a lot of my friends in high school who are potheads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who knows who? Who's that famous quote guy? Um, Bob Marley. Now Bob Marley. It's uh, what was it? Consensus. Uh, Confucius. Yes. Confucius. He said that he who stands on toilet is high on pot. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) They had toys back then. And then my last joke to give us a little bit of fun is there was an Indian. Everybody say, Indian. Yeah, but it wasn't that kind of Indian. It was the feather Indian. So this Indian had a dog, and he would go out to the edge of a cliff. Every morning he would go out to the edge of the cliff, and he was with his dog. Everybody say, with his dog. With his dog. And one day, one day the Indian walked up to the edge of the cliff, and the dog jumped off. And guess what the Indian said? Doggone. Doggone. I know, so funny. (laughs) Yeah, I feel good. Come on now. All right, since I gave you a little bit of time. I was trying. I really was. I actually thought about that before I came up with the joke, so that kind of makes me feel good. All right, we're talking about praise and worship. Praise and worship. Now, Luke 19, verse 29, it says, And it came to pass when he drew near to Bethphage and Bethany at the mountain called Olivet, that he, went, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village opposite you, where as you enter you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Loose it and bring it to me. Now that sounds ridiculous. Jesus is saying, hey, there's a donkey outside of town. I want you to take it and bring it to me. They don't know whose donkey that is. That's kind of crazy. So Jesus is saying, steal something. Hmm, interesting. Or are they going to borrow it? Good question. Anyway, debate on that. Think about it. In verse 31, it says, And if anyone asks you, why are you loosing it? Thus you shall say to him, because the Lord has need of it. Jesus asked some crazy stuff. Verse 32. So those who were sent 
went their way and found it just as he had said to them. But as they were loosing the colt, the owners of it said to them, Yo, what up, homie? What are you doing taking my colt? I know, that's cheesy. And then verse 34, it says, And they said, The Lord has need of it. Then they brought him to Jesus, and they threw their own clothes on the colt, and they set Jesus on him. And as he went, many spread their clothes on the road. Then as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olivet, the whole multitude, the disciples, began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice. Say a loud voice. Loud voice. For all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees, some of the Pharisees, called to him from the crowd. They said, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Mm, mm, mm. But he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, speaking of his disciples and the multitude, the stones immediately would cry out. It says the stones would immediately cry out. Today we're going to talk about praise and worship with your mouth. Praise and worship with your mouth. Whenever I was a kid, my mom used to embarrass me. She used to answer the phone and she would say the exact same thing over and over. It didn't matter if it was a telemarketer calling. It didn't matter if it was one of my girlfriends calling. It did not matter. She would hear ring, 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 ring. And I'd be like, oh, Lord, let me hurry up to the phone because I don't want my mom to answer. But she would always be sneaky. I don't know how moms are really sneaky. But it's like she's always next to the phone. And she'd grab it and she would say, Jesus is Lord. And that was the most embarrassing thing. Because when I had a girl I liked, she's like, Jesus is Lord. What does that mean? Because most of the time I wasn't dating no Christian girls. And they're like, what does that mean? She's like, oh, let me tell you a story. I'm like, oh, God, help us. Help us, Lord. See, but she was giving praise with her mouth. Now, today, whenever we were up here and, we're, and Leah was singing and we we're praising God, we we're doing it with our mouth and with instruments and we we're praising God with our mouth. Now, the Pharisees, and when we read the story, and Jesus is on a donkey. Jesus is on a donkey and he comes into town and people are praising Jesus, saying, Blessed be God! And everybody's praising him. Now, the Pharisees were frustrated. They said, Jesus! Tell your disciples to shut up. And Jesus said, you know, if I tell them to shut up, guess what's going to happen? And he points to these stones. These stones are going to start worshiping me. Now, if I was a Pharisee, I'd be like, that's kind of cool. Let me see it. (laughs) But, you know, the Pharisees, they're like, no, you know, tell them to shut up. Make them stop worshiping you with their mouth. Because they were praising God with their lips, the way they spoke. Now, I was going to bring a piece of paper, and I actually left it in my binder, and I forgot to take a string and attach two pieces of paper. Now, I want you to picture this in your mind. That one piece of paper has a picture of lips. Everybody go like this. Protrude your lips out a little bit. Like you're going to kiss somebody, which you better not be. <laughs> going like that. Mm-hmm, Zach, I see you. Zach got some practice, man. He's like, mm. But I want you to picture these lips. And these lips are big. And then there's a string that's connected to another piece of paper. And it's a heart. 
Now, what I believe that the verse is saying is saying that they praised Jesus with their lips. The disciples said, blessed be God. It actually says, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. See, they had something coming out of their heart that was connected from their heart to their lips. Now, the Pharisees had a different connection from their lips to their heart. They both saw Jesus do some radical miracles. Now, I want you to know that if Jesus did some miracles today, one person would see it and say, Oh my goodness, and their heart would be compelled to Christ. Now, another person, if they saw it, the sad thing is, is that their heart would not say the praises that the other person who saw those miracles said. Now, the Pharisees saw miracles. They were church-going people who knew the Word of God. They probably knew it better than the disciples because they were trained in it. That's what they did. Now, they saw Jesus do miracles, but still from their heart, there was that connection, that string that connected to their mouth, and it did not praise God. That's scary to me because He showed Himself and proved it. There was people who were blind, and Jesus said, Be healed! And their eyes popped open. And he even did one time, he, he took some dirt, spit in it, rubbed it on one guy's eye. I'm saying, he didn't see what was coming, so it's okay. And he rubbed it on his eyes, and his eyes popped open. And he's like, oh my goodness. And the Pharisees saw this, and they still didn't believe. So their heart that was connected to that string, to their mouth, did not praise God at this moment. Now, one thing I want to tell you is that your mouth can tell you what is in your heart. Number one, your mouth can tell you what is in your heart. It says in Luke 19, verse 37, Then as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice. They got something that no one else got. They saw that Jesus was something that he was. And in their heart, there was some beauty and some praise that began to come out. Instead, they shouted, not, hey, Jesus, you're really great, yeah. No, instead, in the multitude, Lord Jesus, you're great. But their heart was right. Now, when I was in another youth group and I was an intern, a lot of you are going to guess it was Axis Youth Group. If you've been there, raise your hand. Been there, okay. Now, it was my old youth group a few years ago, and I used to be an intern. Now, at this group, we had in a, kind of the same layout as we have here. We had a stage in front. We had a worship team that would worship and play guitar and play piano and play drums, and it was pretty good. And then as an intern, I would have opportunities to preach and opportunities to serve and opportunities to pick up the trash. And, man, I'll tell you what, those are some stinky opportunities sometimes. But my heart was good. Now, what happened was there was this one girl. Everybody say one girl. Now, she was in love with Jesus. She came to youth group, and she wasn't like, well, I'm just going to come to youth group, and I'm going to be like everybody else. No, she came, and she had a big Bible, and she walked in, and you could tell that there's something different about her. And she really had a relationship with God instead of a religion, just coming to church and raising her hands a few times. Great. No, she knew who God was. She knew who Jesus was. And she walked in, and when the worship started, the lights would go dim, and the people would come up to the front and they would all rush up to the front. 
And not all of them. Some of the rebels were in the back. They're like, I ain't going to worship Jesus. <laughs> but that's okay. We love them too. But they ran up to the front. And when they ran up, you heard the music. And they're all going. And they're jumping. And they're jumping. And a few times, and not just a few times, many times, this girl was right there next to me. Woman of God. But I tell you what, she could not sing a lick. It is a shame. She would go up there and people would tell her that you cannot sing. That's bad. When people are telling you that you can't sing. I remember we used to have meetings and we were like, guys, you know, this girl, she loves Jesus, but she can't sing. And we would talk about it. What would we do? We'd say, who cares? Just let her sing. So she would be over here and in front of the worship team. And most of the time, she would be right in front of the worship leader. She'd be saying, Jesus, I love you, Jesus. And, oh, I love you. And she'd be louder than everybody else. But I tell you what, it didn't matter to her if she could sing or not. She said, I want to praise Jesus, and I don't care if so-and-so over here hears me singing, and it is horrible, and they're recording it the whole time. <laughs> Jesus, that's some funny stuff. And they put it on YouTube. I don't care. I want to praise Jesus. Because out of her, mar- her, out of her mouth, her heart spoke, and God heard that. It wasn't like, okay, where's the person who can't sing? No, he said, here's the person who loves me. And out of her mouth, she began to praise and worship God. Even though it was out of tune, it was some good stuff to God. Second thing is your mouth can stir up your heart. Your mouth can stir up your heart. Now, I don't like emotionalism. Like whenever you come to church and everybody's like, Oh, everybody, we're going to get really excited about Jesus. And everybody starts getting excited. And they're like, Oh, yeah, God, you're good. And I love being excited. As you can tell, I'm pretty passionate. I love Jesus. But... Whenever I have a day when I wake up or I go to church and I walk into the auditorium and man, I am worn out. It's okay to be worn out sometimes. But when you come up there and the worship is playing and it might be horrible. And I'm sitting there and there's been times, I ain't going to lie to you. There's been times where the worship was playing and that person's heart was sincere. And man, I was like, all right, God, all right, they're not very good. But all right, God, and this old time music, oh, when the saints go marching in. I can't worship to that sometimes. I'm like, oh, God, when the saints go marching in. And I just do not want to hear that one more time that my heart is saying, God, I don't want to worship you with my lips. I don't want to worship you with my hands raised. I don't even want to dance because dancing seems a little crazy right now. But those are the times that I need to worship God the most. When I'm at that place where I don't give a rip about life, I tell you, that is the time that you need to worship God the most. It actually says in Proverbs 18, verse 20, A man's mouth, his mouth, shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. Sorry, a man's stomach. That's correct. The man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Now, if I have a bad day and I'm like, God, I don't want to praise you. And I need to change my attitude. What do I do? I begin to speak. I begin to say, oh my God, I only got one line today. I love you, Jesus. Mm. 
I love you, Jesus. And I don't feel like singing anything else. I'm saying, I love you, Jesus. And it's been 30 minutes later. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And things begin to get stirred up inside of me. And when I see someone I don't like, I love you, Jesus. Ooh, I want to punch him. Oh, I love you, Jesus. And I begin to change my attitude, and I begin to sing. When my dad it says something like, David, you need to be better with your finances. I'm like, I love you, Jesus. Help me. I love you, Jesus. And then I begin to get stirred up. My heart begins to be drawn towards God. Because you're not going to feel it all the time. Today, when you look at media, what it says is if you don't feel it, it's not good. Most people nowadays in the business arena are popular because of their personality instead of their character. And that's sad. But I tell you, if you want to know the Lord, the frustrating days, the days that you are not feeling like praising Him, and you start to praise Him with your lips, and you begin to stir yourself up. You begin to stir yourself up. You begin to stir yourself up. There was a doctor, and... He had a little niece, three years old, little cute little girl. Actually, I don't know if she's cute or not. I didn't say in the book. But she had a little girl, three years old. It was the first day for her to go ice skating. She was excited. And she went to the ice skating rink, and they put ice skates on her feet. And there's this huge ring. And he went out there with her to go ice skating. It was his granddaughter. And he went to go out with ice skating with her. A few pushes of the ice skates. She falls down. Falls down. Little girl gets up. She's like, I got the joy, 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 joy. Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. It's an old school song. Anybody know it? Yeah. So she begins to skate again. She gets up. She looks up at her grandpa. And he says, come on, girl, you can do it. She says, I got the joy, joy, joy. Where? Down in my heart. She gets up, and she's ready. And this time, she's going to do better. So she begins to skate a little more. And what happens? Falls flat on her butt. Little girl falls flat on her butt. And she's laying there, and she doesn't stop. She gets back up. And she sings the same song. I got the joy, 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 joy. Where? Down in my heart. Down in my heart. And it sounds so cheesy to think about a little girl. But I tell you what, she has more revelation than I do sometimes. Because there are days where I'm ticked. I say, God, I don't want to be happy today. I want to have a bad day. I pick today to have a bad day. Have you ever been there? I know I have. I pick today. I want to pick my bad day. I say, no, God, I ain't happy. He's like, come on now. Come on. Come on. Let your mouth stir up your heart. I say, all right, God, I got a joy. Joy. Yeah, you know. You know the words. And he says, come on. And this little girl, she begins to get up. But Grandpa helps her out. She begins to skate and skate and falls again. There's this old man. And he has watched these people skating, and he is thinking, oh my goodness, these people are retarded. They cannot skate. What are they, Bambi out there? And he has this scrawl on his face. He's like, this is just ugly. This is the worst ice skating I have seen in a long time. And this little girl skates up in front of him and falls right in front of him. She gets up. She looks in his eye. 
And he's looking at her with that scrawl, ugly face, mean mugging her. And she sings, I got the joy, 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 where? Down in my heart. And that man's scrawl in the face begins to smile. Not because he is angry, but because he feels like it. But this little girl begins to smile because she had the joy. And it began to permeate his heart. Now when you stir yourself up, whenever there's bad days. And I tell you what, I wish bad things didn't happen to us. I hate it that bad things happen to my friends. But the truth is, if you grab hold of this, and during the worst of days... During that day that you lose all your money, that you lose your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your friends on addiction, drugs, and they're just like thinking, come on, I need help. Bless you. <laughs> and they need help. And you're thinking, God, is there even a God? I don't know why you've been praying to God if that was it. But a lot of people look up to God and they cuss at Him. They get mad because they're thinking, God, my dad hates me. But why? And at that moment, if you grab hold of this and you praise and worship God with your lips and your mouth. It's not going to be the same for you. No more. Because the Bible says that out of the mouth the heart speaks. And if your heart is hurting, God's going to fill you up with some good loving. Because it says, like I said in Proverbs 18.20, The man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. And I ask you tonight, where is your heart. What is your mouth speaking about your heart? I know it's in your chest, but I ain't saying that. I'm saying, where is it? Are you at a place where you are frustrated and you don't even want to pray? You don't even want to sing praises to God anymore? You know what? That's okay. Start praising Him. Start stirring yourself up and letting go of the past or even the present. Because your mouth, number three, your mouth can speak praises or it can speak poison. Your mouth can speak praises or it can speak poison. Have you ever been so excited about something and you just bursting? You want to tell somebody. Tell somebody. That's not a good song. And then you want to tell them. And you want to tell them and they walk up to the first person that you find. And you walk up to them and you're like, this is what happened. And that person says, oh, I ain't that great. Nah, that's kind of dumb. And that person just spoke poison into your dream. You were excited for a moment, but then that poison was spoken to you, and now you don't even want to talk about it anymore. Am I right? You don't even want to talk about it anymore, because that person just broke your heart. And that poison begins to stir up inside of you. And that begins to permeate your heart. And it begins to kill that area and that dream that you had. That is scary. That is scary. Because that is going to steal from what you desire and the dreams that God places in your heart. The Pharisees, when Jesus came in on a donkey, on a colt, He walks into the city and all these people are praising Him. All these people are praising God. They're like, Jesus, blessed be your name. And they're praising him. And then the Pharisees, because in their heart, they did not love Jesus. They said, shut your disciples up, Jesus. They said, shut your disciples up. He said, no. 
If I could do that, even these rocks, because he could do that, even these rocks would cry out to me. Even these rocks would cry out to me. It says in Proverbs 18.21, Proverbs 18.21, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now, in your life, if you're even here tonight, and don't think I don't see you making fun right now. Not because I don't love you, but I'm telling you this, that that is rude. Now, I'm not telling you that because I want to come up there and smack you. No, I love you. I don't care. But I know that's not the root issue. The root issue is your heart. It is your heart. Because your mouth is speaking what your heart says at this very moment. The Bible says that there's death and there's life in the power of the tongue. Whenever you come here tonight, I don't care if I'm a good preacher. I don't care. I'm at that place where I just want God to touch your life. I want Him to come through those doors, kick down the door, and come into our lives and just hug us. I want God. I want His presence. Oh, I love it. I'm excited about it because I know that I've had it before and it is so good. But if I'm having a bad day and I need to change it, there's life and there's death in my tongue. There's life and death in your tongue. Whatever you speak, if you want life, speak life. During the bad day, say, Jesus, I don't feel it, but I love you. I don't even know what love is right now, but I love you. And you begin to stir up and you begin to have a praise mentality instead of a poison in your lips. There is a very famous song that's an old hymn. It is well with my soul. It's an old song. It is well with my soul. In 1873, actually let me go back a couple years. In 1871, at the age of four shortly, not the age of four, sorry. There was a, the Great Chicago Fire. Has anybody heard of that? The Great Chicago Fire. There was a man and his name who is the writer of the song. Let me find it because I want to give you the right name. Where is it? Sorry about the wait. Mm. His last name is Spafford, which is really crazy. Spafford. A man named Spafford. And the first that was crazy, this bad thing happened. The hymn was written after several traumatic events in Spafford's life. The first was the death of his only son in 1871. A couple years later, he had a business, and the great Chicago fire began to mess up his business. So he had to stay back while he sent his family to Europe, because he was supposed to have a vacation and go to Europe. Now, to get to Europe, he had to cross the Atlantic, and he sent his four daughters and his wife. His four daughters and his wife. And they're on a ship. And they're going down the ocean. And another ship comes in and it collides with it. And they begin to sink dramatically fast. It's quick. And his four daughters begin to drown and his wife got away. His four daughters died that day, but his wife got away. A couple, I don't know exactly how long it was afterwards. It says... But a little while afterwards, it was his turn to go to Europe. And I think it was very shortly after. He's in a boat. And he's, he's actually in a ship. And he's going down the ocean. He's going through the ocean. And he comes to that spot where his daughters sank in their ship. 
And he begins to sing this song that even myself, I don't know if I could sing this. Because he's on the ship. He's looking off of the ship. And he's looking out to the ocean. And he's remembering his four daughters. He's remembering that one died. That one died. That one died. And that one died. All four of them. But my wife lived. But at that moment, instead of speaking poison and saying, God, I don't love you. God, I hate you. God, why did you let my four daughters die and my son previously? Why did you let my my business burn? No, he began to sing a famous song that people are still singing today. The lyrics to the song are, It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. With my soul. And it says, Though Satan would buffet, though trials should come, let this... Bless assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and hath shed his own blood for my soul. There's another verse that says, One peace like a river, this is the beginning, One peace like a river attendeth my way, When sorrows like seas bellows row. So he's looking out into the sea. He says, One peace like a river attendeth my way. He shouldn't be singing that. His daughters just died in this ocean. But he's singing the exact words that he shouldn't be singing. It says, In sorrow like a sea, bellows row. So he's remembering those words had a reference that his daughters died in the ocean. And it says, Whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, It is well, it is well with my soul. I don't know what you're going through tonight, but my heart breaks for many of you. I know that there's been teenagers from this youth group who have come up to me and said, Tave, this is going on in my life. But at that moment, I have a hard time even praising God, saying, God, it is well with my soul. But when I do, my attitude begins to be corrected. Because out of the mouth, the heart speaks. But if you can come up. Out of the mouth, the heart speaks. And I love you guys tonight. And if you could just grab hold of this. Remember the picture that I told you guys about. The mouth that is in one piece of paper. And how there is a string that is connected to another piece of paper. And on that paper, it has the heart. And the heart begins to connect to the mouth. And that begins to praise the Lord. During the most frustrating times... It's going to be a challenge to praise God. It's going to be a challenge to praise God. But I pray that tonight that the difference would change in your heart. That instead of being like a Pharisee who says, Shut up, disciples. Shut up. Instead you're going to say, God, I praise you. I don't understand it, but God, I praise you. Because praise and worship with your mouth is so vital in life.